born to die that he might give eternal life that I might live welcome to Yankee Arnold Ministries Dr. Arnold will be with you in just a moment but first we want you to know how much we appreciate your prayers and financial support you may help this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Again, that's 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Feel free to send Dr. Arnold your questions or comments to yankee at yankeearnold.com, and he will respond as quickly as possible. Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message. All right, look at the next statement. Under letter A, a little small letter A there, I put it in bold. And your standing in the flesh has been changed to your new position in Christ. You got that? Everybody here understand this? So number two here talks about the war. So there is a war between the old man and the new man. And where does this old man and new man live? Well, they live in the same house. Well, where's this house? That's your body. It lives inside of you. That's why you struggle at times. And so the old man wants to discourage you, wants to defeat you, and he's always got bad news. And he always wants to pull you down and destroy you. And he wants to think you can be happy without serving God and you can have so much more peace and joy and all this stuff. But he's lying. Remember, it's the deceitful lust, desires that are deceiving you. And so you've got to be wise. So now, number two, where we have the war, the sin nature, the flesh, and the spirit are contrary to each other. Paul's conflict is seen by what he wants to do but doesn't do. And then I wrote the words out from that. Without persecution. Because you want to do it and you don't want to do it. And you can try to go ahead and do it, but you can't do it without that flesh persecuting you. And have you ever made the right decisions and then later you even wish you hadn't made that decision? You can do it. Because he'll say, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. And it's always bad-mouthing you. You see, your enemy is not outside of you. Your enemy is right inside of you. Is your flesh, your old sinful nature. Isn't it amazing how many people we like to blame for what we do? And it wasn't them at all. Because how you respond to what people say and do is your choice. See, for example, I'm going to tell the funniest joke I have ever told in church. Okay? I'm ready to go. I'm going to tell the funniest joke I have ever told in church. Are you ready? All right, now pretend I just did it. And... Um, Look how many of you are laughing, and I haven't even told the joke. Every person in here got a smile on their face, and I never even told the joke. See, I didn't make you laugh. You decided to do it. And I could say some other things and make you mad at me. But see, whether you're mad, happy, sad, whatever, is your choice. You see, well, they offended me. Well, you're the one that decided whether you were going to get offended or not. Have you noticed all these people on the news, they're so easily offended. Well, get over it. That's your fault. 
I'm not going to go through life trying, I'm not going to offend, I'm not going to offend, I'm not going to offend. Try being a preacher and preach the truth. Well, it'd be great if everybody loved the truth, but truth is offensive. The preaching of the gospel offends people. Just by the fact you love the Lord and you want to serve the Lord offends people. Because just because of you doing right makes somebody else feel bad because you're just trying to put them down. You just think you're a holy Joe. You think you're better than me. Oh, well, then I won't do it then. And you're, well, I don't want to offend anybody. I really don't care if I offend everybody. You've got a problem, deal with it. Now, it's not that I don't care. Yes, I do care. But I am not going to govern my whole life because, well, then I did that hurt their feelings or that hurt their feelings. I can't be controlling people's feelings. I can tell the truth the sweetest way I possibly can under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and still offend everybody. How do you know that? You ever heard of somebody named Jesus Christ? Did he offend anybody? And he says, does this offend you? Read chapter 6 of the Gospel of John. And a multitude of people went, walked away. Why? Because he offended them. But did he tell them the truth? Oh, yeah. Well, was he wrong for telling them the truth? It was them because they didn't want to hear the truth or obey the truth. And so you got people like that all the time. Now, look at the next statement. Let her be there in that small. The sin nature is in constant rebellion. Now, get this. This is so important. The sin nature is in constant rebellion against the new man through the old man. In other words, through the old man, he wants to destroy the new man. There's a battle that goes on. It's not the new man that picks the fight. It's the old man. The sinful nature in you always wants to start the fight. But anyway, letter C, walk in the spirit to overcome the lust of the flesh. When you walk in the spirit, there's a few things that are positive. Because the Christian life is not a life of just uh, look at all the things that I don't do. No, but are you doing what God said to do? See, there's a sin of commission and sins of omission. You may not do some of the things you're not supposed to do, but are you doing the thing God told you to do? And that's also very important. Look at a little small A down there toward the bottom. Act upon your new set of desires from God. Remember that Psalms 37, 4 I told you that I always like? Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I didn't know whether or not, if I delighted myself in the Lord, he will give me the desires of my heart. Or will he see that my desires of my heart are met? I'll take it either way. All I know is that I read that over 50-something years ago, probably 55 years ago. 50-something years later, as I look back over my life, can I say, well, did God keep his word? I delighted to doing what God wanted me to do. And he said he would bless my life. And has he done that? Yes, he has. I don't have any word against. I'm a living testimony. I believe God keeps his word. And that is so important. Act upon your new position. You're now a child of God. Think like a child of God. Study God's word. Talk like a child of God. Act like a child of God. I don't like it when I hear people using profanity. Saved or lost, I don't care for it. I've never used profanity in my life. I don't see why people have to do it. But anyway, the next thing is walk in joy. 
Letter D, to see difficulties as opportunities designed by God for a person. See, when you begin to think like a child of God, you know that if God loves me, he's not going to do anything to harm me. And he wants the best for me. He will not withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Well, if that's true, these things that I think are bad, not necessarily are bad. It's just things that I don't like, but God can use that to make me stronger or better or to learn something that could be a blessing to somebody. And so that's what you have to think about. Number two, that we walk in the spirit. That means in the flesh, in the body, but not according to the flesh nature. Walking meaning a continuous action as we depend upon the Holy Spirit. We obey, yield, and the Holy Spirit does the enabling. Be filled with the Spirit literally means to be constantly controlled by the Spirit. In other words, walk in obedience to the Lord. How do you walk in the Spirit? Is walking in obedience to what God's Word has to say. So you can't do that without learning God's Word. So you learn the Word of God and then walk according to it. If all of God's children did that, all of God's children would be in perfect harmony. But we're not. (laughs) I was talking to somebody today. All of my problems have never come from the lost man. All of my problems come from the saved man. Because there's, you know, there's this friction. He got an old nature. I got an old nature. And our old natures, they like to fight with each other. And that's what the flesh does. You got a flesh nature. That means you can fire up that old flesh nature in somebody else. And two good godly people can have a knockdown drag out and hollering and yelling and screaming at each other. Now, is that honoring to the Lord? No. But can you do it? Yes, you can. Is it right? No, it's not right. It's wrong. But that just shows it. Now, look, the last thing I have here on this page one, right at the bottom, a step is not a walk, but a walk is a series of steps. See, as you walk with the Lord, you occasionally can stumble and make a step in the wrong direction. But that is not a walk. A walk is a series of steps. That means you you develop a path, a trail away from God. And that's what you have to be careful of. See, if you had to live a perfect life, there'd be none of us around to do it. So you get to where, yes, I want to serve the Lord, and I want to make a series of walks, steps in the right direction. That's why when you're not doing what's right, you can always make another step that is right. You can always correct the problem. So it doesn't matter how many times you've gone astray, you can always correct the problem. As long as God leaves you in this world, you can correct an issue. You don't have to stay the way it is. I came to this conclusion years ago. My future will be like my past unless I make a correction. If I want something different down the road, then I have to do what makes it different down the road. And some of y'all have heard this before. It's a shame that a lot of people do the same thing expecting a different result. You ever heard that? You keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And that's why you have to be careful that that's not the way you go. Or look at page two. Can we do this? Can we finish this in one night? Why, of course we can. Look at the top of page two. Notice that the victorious Christian life is positive in nature. It is not look at all the things that I'm not doing. (laughs) Walking in obedience to the word of God. So that's why you want to learn the Bible so that you can be obedient to it. And some people, they all say, well, you know, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Ignorance of the word of God may not be an excuse either. But look at verse 18, led of the spirit. Now, you'll see there's a combination of 
here in this verse, 18, and also in Romans in chapter 8 and verse 14, where it says, you know, if you're led by the Spirit, you are the sons of God or maturing sons of God. And so the Holy Spirit is always leading you. He's active. That's why the Bible, uh, the book of Luke is what Jesus began to do and teach. And the book of Acts is what Jesus continued to do through the Holy Spirit. So it's the acts of the Holy Spirit. Not so much as the acts of the apostles, but it's what the Holy Spirit did through his people. And it was always action, always something going on, moving. And great things were accomplished. But now notice, letter A, if the Greek construction, the phrase, if ye be led, implies that the leading is active and not conditional. So since you are being led by the Spirit... This is what you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to talk. This is what you're supposed to not do. And you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Does that mean you don't have the lust of the flesh? Yes, you'll have them, and you'll have them to the day you die. As long as you're in this body, you've got a trouble. That's why when the rapture takes place, he says, this body we have is going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And corruptible shall put on incorruption. And the mortal... That's people who are subject to die but haven't died. Everybody in this room, we're mortal. means we can die at any time. So the mortal must put on immortality. And so that's why we have to have a, a new body because this body here is not designed to last. It's going to die. Now, look at the next statement. Let us see there, we can be hardened by sin. You ought to take those three little words and underline them. Your old sinful nature has deceitful lust, and it wants to harden you. Have you ever got a cut, and then it heals, and there's a scar? You ever notice how that it doesn't have no sensitivity to it? I got a couple scars on my body that I can take a needle and just touch it, and it don't feel a thing. Well, no, when you got a scar, it's, it, it has no feeling. It's, it's, it's insensitive. And there's some people, see, they, they scar their conscience as with a hot iron. And their conscience is seared. It means you're not sensitive. It means you can do wrong and it, like it doesn't even bother you. Have you ever wondered why there's people who can do all kind of crazy things, stupid things, and it doesn't bother one iota? And it's, what's wrong with them? They're insensitive. It's that they, they've been scarred, and it's, that's why I hate it when I see teenagers sometimes. They make decisions that put scars upon them. And they say, well, it ain't going to matter. Everybody does wrong. Yeah, but when you get older, those scars are going to cause you not to be sensitive. And the Holy Spirit leads us if we're sensitive. And a lot of people say, you know, God never talks to me. He just doesn't talk to me. Well, with me, he never stops. Because his word is always going on in my mind. I'm, I'm always memorizing scripture and I'm studying something. So the Bible is always in there. But see, whenever you stop studying the Bible, what you don't use, you... You lose. And then after a while, see, you don't have the word of God to, to help you or to teach you or to remind you. And so the word of God is not there. It's like trying to cut down a tree with a dull axe. Now, some people, they like to go to college all their life. They forever sharpen an axe and never cut down a tree. And some people are doing it. Forever learning and never come to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, they never use the truth. There are professional students. That's all they do is study. They go from this one university to that university to get that degree, that, that degree, get 10 degrees. What have you done with your life? Boy, you ought to see the degrees I got. 
I'd rather do the work without a degree than have the degree and never do the work. We'll move right along. Look at uh, in the number under letter C there. Uh, there's things that will happen to the person who hardens himself against God. And that leads to the chastening of the Lord. Chastening can also be the silent treatment. Uh, like Psalm 66, 8. It's like God doesn't speak to me. It's like being alone. There's a verse in the Old Testament that talks about my people are destroyed for a lack of a lack of knowledge. So for 400 years, God never spoke. And then all of a sudden, here comes John the Baptist. Well, the worst thing at all is to get to where you don't even hear the word of God anymore. And you can just live your life like a lost man. And, nothing, and it doesn't bother you. One of the worst things to me, I think, would be God to put you on a shelf and not use you. You go through life. You're still eating. You're walking around like a live man. But inside you're dead. And God not using you. And you can go to church every day. <laughs> all that, And never grow. You're not spiritually minded. You just go through the motions. And that's what you got to be careful of. Look at the letter B under verse 19 here. You have the works of the flesh. The sin nature. This is something that man does. Because he listens to that old sinful nature. But under letter B. Where it has, we can know that the source is the sin nature. When you study these works of the flesh, you'll know the source, where they're coming from. Because when we studied the book of 1 John, there's many people that cannot discern their walk. And so it's to let you know when you're right with God and when you're not right. It's not for you to judge everybody else. It's so that you can kind of keep yourself, the tabs on yourself. How, How am I doing can you evaluate yourself? Remember, we have communion service the first Sunday in every uh, month. And uh, there's a verse in there that says, um, let a man examine each other. Let him examine himself. If you could examine yourself, you go to the doctor. Doctor says, what's wrong with you? That's what I want to know. <laughs> in the major, we have to tell them what we know. And then, well, let's see, try this. See me in two weeks. And that didn't work. Well, let's see. Let's try this. And every time you go see him, $80, dollars you know, pills. And you think, are they playing games? Do they really know? And so, okay, instead of going to the doctor, you examine yourself. Okay, here I am. What's the matter? I can't hear. Oh, I got wax in my ears. Maybe that's why I can't hear. And so you can try to examine yourself spiritually. How would you do it? Do you know enough of the word of God that you can correct the job? I've heard this. Now, I'm not saying it's true. Now, you know I like to play golf. I haven't been for a while. But sometimes these professionals will get out there and they swing and, man, they just slice that thing out there in the woods. And they're smart enough that while they're doing the job, they can correct the problem. Because they can evaluate what they're doing. And it might be in their stance. Could be in how they're holding the club. It might be how fast they're coming through. The downs. Everything bad. And they can instruct themselves on the course. And they're able to do it. Because they, they know what they're supposed to. They know what they're doing. They know what caused that problem. And there's some of them. They have to have their professional teacher go around with them. And he's always telling them. 
Should I do this? You got to do that. Have you ever seen him get down there and look at the ball and see how straight it is to the hole? Does it break left or does it break right? And then the the caddy gets up behind him. And he goes around the other side. He looks at it. See, what's he doing? Nothing. Because generally that professional is going to do what he wants to do anyway. But it looks good. You have the Holy Spirit within you to help you examine yourself. That's why you have the Word. And don't you like it whenever you can correct things on your own? Or do you love it when somebody has to always correct you? I never did like that. Because sometimes it seems like when people correct you, they don't always do it right. Well, what did they do wrong? They corrected me. But under that uh, little statement there, we can know that the source is the sin nature. It's to help you to understand it. Now, uh, there's some of these verses down through here, and certain of these words, you can look at those later. But I want you to look on page 3 at letter C, up there where we have the word peace. Now, these are the, some fruits of the Spirit, that if you do what God wants you to do, that it's something that can give you great peace over the years. And you don't have to look back with regret. You'll never regret serving God. But look what we have here. Peace means a tranquil state of the soul. How is this different? Now, in Isaiah 26 and verse 3, I had to memorize these verses for a class back at FLC a few years back. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Get this. You ought online it, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Now, that's one of the things that you're going to learn by studying the word of God, how to trust the Lord. And to have the peace of God. Look at the next verse. Trust ye in the Lord temporarily, every once in a while, when you feel like it. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. I just don't look like I can go on. And you just don't have any energy, no strength. And God says, you will mount up with wings as an eagle. When you learn how to wait upon the Lord. Well, those are things that you learn by walking in the Spirit because He's going to lead you to the verses that can help you to memorize certain things that can help you today and down the road. Look down at letter H, the word faith. Faith is the confidence and the trustworthiness of God. The Holy Spirit strengthens our faith as we go through trials. Now, this little statement, I didn't originate it. I wish I had it, but I didn't. Feed your faith and your doubts will starve to death. Feed your doubts and your faith will starve to death. In other words, it's in your your hands. You can be strong or you can be weak. It's all your decision. Now look at the next statement. Meekness means mild and gentle friendliness. The meekness of Jesus is a prime example. Meekness is not weakness. Remember, Moses was a meek man. That doesn't mean Moses was weak. The next statement I put on here, a horse can be meek when power is under control. So it's a man who is meek, but he has power under control. Being able to use whatever it is God has given to you, all of your intellect, the body you have, your mind, everything about you, commit it to the Lord and have it. And the next word would be temperance or self-control and learning how to let the Lord help you to control yourself. Because sometimes people can very easily get out of control. And so you can read the rest of those. But look on the back page. The back page, 
These are some that I put together a long time ago, and uh, you can add them to the other list. Uh, but um, just some places you get a better understanding. And so the works of the flesh, look at those words. You can study them so that you'll know. And then down at number two, the fruit of the Spirit, so that you're going to, this is what I want. Okay, if what you want is the fruit of the Spirit, uh, then do what brings forth this fruit. And that's why you're to grow in grace. Grow in your love for the Lord. And as Paul told young Timothy, he says, stand strong in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you'll do the things that God says to do, you don't have to do the things you're not supposed to do. But everybody is led by desires that they have. So some people want to desire to come to church on Sunday, and some people <laughs> don't. Some people have the desire to come on Wednesday night, and other people don't. Some may want to, and they can't because of the work schedule or whatever it is. Some people can't drive at night. And if there's a rainstorm like we had last week, and then you've got people that can't get out in the rain because of they're elderly, and they know that if they catch a little cold, it could be the death of them. And when you get older, you start thinking that way. When you're young, rain, that's what you're playing. And you can go outside and nothing on your arms and freeze half to death. But that was all fun. Now, you come into church and you got 15 layers of clothes. And we're in Florida. And it's 80 degrees outside. But we're blessed, though. We don't have to worry about anything like that. And nobody getting sick because, see, we got a nurse. See, we got a nurse back there that looks after us and takes care of all these things. Look up here. This can represent you and me. Now, sometimes I say this hand represents the flesh. <laughs> well, that's you and me. The wallet represents sin. We all have sin on us. God, he loves us. Now, he hates our sin, but he loves us. And because we've all sinned, we're all condemned. And being condemned means that we're going to be separated from God for all eternity in a literal fire burning hell. But God loves us and wants us to go to heaven. And to go to heaven, we have to be perfect as righteous as God. And none of us are perfect. In the flesh, we can't change our position, condition. There's nothing we can do. This hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord God in the flesh. He came into the world because he loves us. He hates our sin because our sin separates us from him. See, I can't get over here with God. And God can't get over here. So what he did is he didn't have any sin, so he didn't have anything to pay for. So he took all the sin of all the world and paid for it on the cross came back from the dead and said, whosoever would believe that I did this for them, he said, I'm going to take and move you from here over to here. So I'm no longer in the flesh. Now God sees me in the spirit, a spiritual birth, born of God with no sinful nature. That's why I'm good to go. And when you believe he did it for you, paid for your sins, then he gives you as a free gift everlasting life. And if it's everlasting life, it lasts forever. If it lasts forever, all your sins are paid, where would you go when you die? Well, I'd go to heaven when I die. One of these days, I'm going to take this body, or God is, or somebody's going to take it, and they're going to bury it in the ground. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to be in it. Because absent from the body, present with the Lord. So just make sure I'm not in it. I mean, if anything moves... Leave it alone. Don't you cremate me. Because <laughs> that would be a horrible experience, wouldn't it? N none of y'all are going to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> Let's pray, shall we? <laughs>
With every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around. I hope that if you haven't trusted the Lord, you will. Because one of these days, ready or not, you're going to be put in the casket if God should tarry. And if you're watching by internet, trust the Lord. There's nothing else for you to do except trust him. Believe in he died on the cross, paid for your sins. And if you trust him, there's a little verse uh, portion on the screen that says, yes, I'll trust Christ as my Savior. I, I pray that you will. Father, we ask your blessings upon each person here. We thank you for your word that you've given us. And, and we pray, Father, as your children, we would learn how to please you and, and walk in obedience to you. Thank you for this time together. In Christ's name, amen. Is it possible to trust Christ as my Savior without making him Lord of my life? Is it true that if Christ is not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634, and request the book. Or write by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Jesus is coming, so keep looking up. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com or by mail at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. Friend, one day it will happen. The trumpet will sound and we will be changed caught up to meet the Lord in the air. So live today and every day, believing that the Lord is coming soon, and just keep looking up. Amazing grace amazes me.